Book three, chapter three of Clara Vaughan, volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Clara Vaughan, volume two, by R. D. Blackmore. Book three, chapter three low fever followed the long prostration to which the fear of outer darkness had reduced my jaded nerves this fever probably redeemed my sight by generalizing the local inflammation to which object the doctor's efforts had been directed tossing on my weary bed without a glimpse of anything how i longed for the soft caresses and cool lips of isola but since that one visit she had been sternly excluded the professor had no chance of delivering his therapeutic lecture in fact he did not come once for all said dr franks when he heard of that proposal choose miss valence between my services and the maundering of some pansophist if you prefer the former i will do my utmost and can almost promise you success but i must and will be obeyed none shall enter your room except mrs shelfer and myself as to your lovely friend of whom mrs shelfer is so full if she truly loves you she will keep away she has done you already more harm than i can undo in a week i am deeply interested in this case and feel for you sincerely but unless you promise me to see i mean to receive no one without my permission i will come no more it sounded very hard but i felt that he was right no crying my dear child no crying dear me i have heard so much of your courage too much inflammation already whatever you do you must not cry that is one reason why i will not have your friend here when two young ladies get together in trouble i know by my own daughters what they do you may laugh as much as you like in a quiet way and i am sure mrs shelfer can make any one laugh under almost any circumstances can't you now to be sure my good friend i have seen such a many rogues that is when i know charlie's a coming home now good-bye miss valence but i would recommend you do not play with your paint so there is an effluvium from them oh what can i do what am i to do to pass the endless night i was only trying to build a house in the dark sleep as much as you can i am giving you gentle opiates when you can sleep no longer let mrs shelfer talk or read to you and have a little music i will lend you my musical box which plays twenty-four tunes have it in the next room not to be too loud and then play on the musical glasses not too long at a time you will soon find out how to do that in the dark he most kindly sent us both the boxes that very day and many a weary hour they lightened of its load poor isola came every day to inquire and several times she had her brother with her she made an entire conquest of mrs shelfer who even gave her a choice canary bird i was never tired of hearing the little woman's description of her beauty and her visit to the kitchen formed the chief event of the day 
mrs shelfer who had irish blood in her veins used to declare that the ground was not good enough for them to walk on such a pair miss to see her so light and soft and loving tripping along and such eyes and such fur and him walking so straight and brave and noble i am sure you go a mile miss to see him walk you forget mrs shelfer i may never enjoy that pleasure no no quite true my good friend but then we may all the same exactly so there lay all the difference to me but none to any other this set me moralizing in my shallow way a thing by no means natural to me who was so concentrated and subjective but loss of sight has done me good had turned the mind's eye inward into the darkness of myself i think the blind as a general rule are less narrow-minded than those endowed with sight less inclined i mean to judge their neighbours harshly less arrogant in exacting that every pulse keep time with their own if eyes are but the chinks through which we focus on our brain censoriousness and bigotry if rays of light are shafts and lances of ill-will then better is it to have no crystalline lens far better to be blind than print the world distorted puppets of myself i that smallest speck of dust blown upon the shore of time blown off when my puff shall come a speck ignored by moon and stars too small however my ambition leap for earth to itch whate'er i suck and yet a speck that is a mountain in the telescope of god shall i never learn that his is my only magnitude shall i wriggle to be all in all to my own corpuscle End of book three chapter three